0: Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day from the Fundraising School. Generosity for life, it's a good way to live, it's a good way to interact with donors, and it's a new tool that you can use with your board, with your staff, with your donors to help have a better understanding of fundraising and increase your fundraising success. And lo and behold, while this online tool is being created, there is an important discovery that we all need to be aware of as we're doing our fundraising planning. Helping us understand all of this is Dr. Una Osele. Una is the Associate Dean of the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy and she directs our college's research efforts that are utilized here in the United States and across the world, including the development of this exciting online tool, Generosity for Life. What am I going to find when I go online?
1: generosity for life is really an exciting project I hope everyone who's listening goes to the website and actually starts to investigate what's available it builds on a long-standing project that the school has led for more than a decade the philanthropy panel study that looks at the giving patterns of American families at all income levels all ages across all regions and states in the country and at different points in their life cycle one of the most important uh, findings I think from this project is that giving is an important part of American life across whether we look at younger Americans, uh, older Americans, Americans who are starting families, generosity is actually a core value um, across the U.S. Now what we've also learned through this project is that for a long time giving held steady with Mm -hmm. two-thirds of Americans giving, and it did not change very much from year to year. It was pretty constant. We actually uh, developed this point or this takeaway that giving is perhaps the most common thing that Americans do together, Uh, more common than almost anything else we can think of. More Americans give than volunteer, more Americans give than vote, and you can go down the list. However we started to see this stable pattern start to erode over time, where uh, today the fraction of Americans who give has dipped below 60%, it's now at about 57%. So there is a bit of a cautionary note here, for all of us uh, who work in the philanthropic sector that we have a lot of work to do to continue to build this um, tradition and this core civic value, and especially to share this with younger Americans, whether that's the um, kids in our families, whether those are um, our mentees and mentors, um, uh, or whether those are just uh, our community members. I think the takeaway for me is the need to uh, infuse um, our Tradition of generosity here in the US and, and make it and continue to make it more widespread
0: the website is generosity for life and when you go on that website you're going to find a lot of resources that you can utilize for your fundraising and again there was this discovery that uh, for the longest time two-thirds of American households were making charitable donations and now that percentage is down to 57 percent we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a moment and how you can make sure you're responding to that trend but Una, as we talk about this website Mm -hmm. uh, there are resources on there for schools there are resources on there for families and as I remember going on the website, there are things I was thinking I would sit down with my board of directors Mm. and I would say, what is happening in our subsector? What is happening in our state? Mm. What is happening with donors uh, who are in a certain income range? Mm. There seems to be a lot of practical information that fundraisers can use for fundraising awareness in their organization, for training others, uh, and also in their donor relationships.
1: Yes. So one of the things we learned uh, through this project is that when we talk about generosity, there's so many resources that you can turn to, whether it's websites or books or materials, there's the, an abundance of them. However, we also found out that very few of those resources have actual data. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of Information about how you can be generous, how you can teach your children to be generous, or uh, motivate generosity in your nonprofit or with your board. But can you do it? Do this in a data-driven way. So generosity for life meets that need by not just presenting um, the research about generosity, but giving the facts and allowing a fundraiser to tailor those facts uh, and those data points for their particular organization or subsector. So, as a very simple example. Our team developed a tool called the Give Meter. Yes. Yes. And this allows you, you can use it actually just within your own family to put in some basic demographic questions. There are just six questions. And this actually tells you what your giving profile looks like, how you compare to other Americans who share your characteristics. So it's a really fun exercise, but it's also an important benchmarking tool because what we're finding is that social information really matters. People want to know, well, how am I doing? And how do I compare? And the utility companies are using this to tell you uh, whether your energy use patterns compare favorably to your neighbors. But the giving uh, comparison is often very difficult to get. And so we have that information readily available. And nonprofits and fundraisers can use this, as I said, within their organizations, with their board members, with their donors, but it can also be a bit of a, a getting to know a donor exercise to kind of say, well, what do you think? Would you like to give more? And how would you uh, give more if that was your goal? Uh, we've also included some social media tools so you can share your report. If you're doing quite well, you can share it with your friends. And we think this will be a really popular tool for millennials and, and many younger donors.
0: This website is really cool. You need to take advantage of generosity for life. It's a free website.
1: Free website, and yes. And the give
0: meter is a free tool. And again, whether it's yourself individually, your family, but also for your fundraising planning uh, with your nonprofit organization. Uh, helping inform your board as you get them more engaged with fundraising and your staff and your volunteers. It's a great resource to utilize and we hope that you do so. And then there was this finding mm-hmm. about the household giving going from about two thirds of households down to 57% of households. The time frame is the year 2000 to the year 2014 and Una and her colleagues are gonna keep track of this now moving forward, but uh, what were some of the explanations because this was one of those things like you were working on one thing and aha this other discovery came about. Uh, How did you and your colleagues respond to that and try to explain this trend that you're seeing?
1: Our first reaction, I'm an economist by training, so it must be the economy. The economy probably can explain a lot of what's going on. And certainly the Great Recession did have an impact on American households and their giving potential. And even after the Great Recession uh, ended, we know that many families struggle to regain their economic foothold. So that is only part of the explanation. There are two other explanations that are worth uh, spending some time on. The second explanation is really uh, demographic change. Mm -hmm. We're seeing some of uh, the boomers and the generation before the boomers, many of them are hitting their peak giving years, and many of them are starting to kind of come into their own in their giving. But we're seeing that millennials are taking much longer to reach that same point that the boomers and the Gen Xers reach. So there's some demographic change that's responsible for um, for what we're seeing. The third explanation is actually uh, more complicated, and that's the changing role of religion in American mm. society. Uh, we know that many households and you I think many of you know this from our research that households that are religiously affiliated or attend services more frequently also give more not just to religious congregations but across the board and as Americans become less um, likely to attend services and also less likely to affiliate with a particular religious tradition that has implications not just for giving to a church, a synagogue, or a mosque, but even for giving to secular organizations. Did you
0: also see a distinction in terms of level of education in the household?
1: Yes, so one other um, way that we've been able to analyze the data is to see whether these trends differ for different demographic groups. And for the groups that have held steady their giving, those tend to be older Americans, Mm -hmm. where they're either maintaining their giving or increasing their giving. For younger Americans, we did not see that same growth over time. In fact, we saw some stagnation over time. And then the point you're also raising was one that uh, was also something that we did not expect, and that is for less educated workers, workers with lower income, that's been a group where giving has not held steady over time. And so the the message, I think, to nonprofits and to uh, fundraisers in particular is as we start to, plan for the 2018 fundraising cycle, how can we make sure that we're retaining donors, we're reaching younger donors, and that we're looking at um, our overall approaches to fundraising and understanding whether we need to use new tactics, um, new approaches in this increasingly uh, complex and noisy landscape, um, understanding that more educated donors may require different types of uh, engagement opportunities from other groups, uh, but actually building uh, the capacity to continue to grow philanthropy over time because I think that what has distinguished American philanthropy is the fact that it has been uh, this big tent and many households across the income spectrum has have participated.
0: Our website is philanthropy.iupui.edu. And when you go to the fundraising school tab, we actually have a list of 15 recommendations directly in response to this fund uh, fundraising finding from generosity for life in terms of the declining percentage of households our first word of advice is this is just an awareness not an alarm and basically if you go back to your fundamentals stay close to your donors stay close to your techniques stay closer to your donor recruitment efforts and maintain those strong relationships making sure you're diversifying as broadly as you can it's a good time to just redouble and refocus our efforts in that regard because we also know there's some other data points that are positive Related to the economy, related to what we see in Giving USA, uh, that we need to, to put together with this important finding from the Generosity for Life website, which you also need to utilize, including that free Give O Meter. Including our uh, website again is philanthropy.iupui.edu. I'm Bill Stanjakovich, and you are up to date on this first day from the fundraising school.